0: Welcome back to There's a River podcast. Thankful that you could join us once again. And I wanted to continue our discussion of merriment as we want to explore different streams of the river of life and the grace that Christ provides to us, which is so abundant. I thought it would be worth it to spend another another episode or maybe two. We'll see. On this idea of merriment, as we described in the last episode, and if you haven't heard that, you might want to start there. Uh, but we described merriment um, as, well, first of all, something that the Bible says is good like a medicine. It's good for the soul. It's good for the body. Uh, it's good for us to be merry, which means uh, to be strong in heart, to be joyful, and to be to be full of life. And so as we explore what it means to be full of life in a world that uh, still has a lot of stress and trouble and maybe anxiety in it sometimes... Uh, I want to take us to now a Greek word that is maybe the Greek equivalent of our English word Mary, which is such a great word that we described last time. Uh, The Greek word in Philippians, the fourth chapter, when Paul famously says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Uh, That word is Cairo. And it means not only to have joy or to be cheerful. But it also carries with it, like the word merriment, the connotation of being whole, being well, just having an abundance within you that would overflow. And he says we should we should take heart. It could also be translated, take heart, be well in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord always. And if we're taking our wellness, our wholeness, seeking that in anywhere but the Lord, we know that we won't find it in its fullness. But I want to go to another passage in which this word is used. And that is Matthew 28. So this is after Jesus has been crucified and rose and risen from the dead. And the women came to seek him. And I'll start in verse five. It says, And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, all hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. So that word, we translated it in our English Bible, all hail. That's the word Cairo, the same word that Paul used to say rejoice in the Lord always. So Jesus meets them fully alive after having been crucified. And he he says to them, in essence, be well, let your heart be full because I've been brought to life. And that's like we saw last week. That is the, the reason for our merriment. The most primary reason for our merriment is that Jesus has brought us from death to life. And he was saying the same about his own his own resurrection. So here to help us unpack this a little more uh, back with us is my daddy, John Ash. And so I want to turn it over to him now and just ask, is there anything that stood out to you about the, the last episode uh, and merriment and play and how God's designed us to, to need these things?
1: Hey, yeah, it's great to be with you again. Here, Stephen, on the podcast, and yeah, it, it really, really touched my heart in in many ways because uh, during this this last year, we've had so many restrictions and so difficult to get together um, that it just made me realize how thirsty my soul was for this for this just joyfulness, this merriment um, that's kind of been missing in some ways. Um, you know, I was able to go to a funeral a couple of weeks there ago and and it was you know there was still some masks and some distancing and things, but it was kind of like almost normal, you know <laughs> it was really great uh pretty good crowd there, and everybody just seemed to be having you know a, a good a good memories and good time and and so um it just made me realize though the importance of it and how maybe we have let it slip uh, I think back to the years you know back in the day. Uh, when I was younger, when I, especially as a kid, we would, um, we would have, you know, hay rides, wiener rows, um, bonfires, and, you know, we'd work all week, maybe, um, working together in the fields, neighbors would come and help putting up hay, and, and maybe we'd get it all put in, and we'd crank up that five-gallon ice cream freezer, you know, I mean, eight eggs to the gallon, 40 eggs to fill that thing up, and, and good Jersey milk. And, I mean, we had some good times. Uh, and so it really brought back those memories and, and, you know, thinking how we can get back to more of that um, in the future. Uh, I wanted to read uh, a passage from Ecclesiastes, which also came to mind. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor, that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life, which God giveth him, for it is his portion. Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth and have given him power to eat thereof and to take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. So I I really believe that 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 is um, just a beautiful picture. That's the, the, the heart of God here. Uh, that we that he would bless us we know he delights in the prosperity of his servants and uh, so he wants to bless us he wants us to rejoice in those things and uh, and, and enjoy life you know that we it's it's a great blessing we live in a country where there's great freedom great wealth in in many cases not not everyone has great wealth um, but you know it can just be simple things we don't have to take a trip to disney or we don't have to go to you know, Europe or something, to to have a good time and um, to enjoy our families and being together. I was thinking about the Jewish festival that's called the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, What an amazing uh, holiday, you might say it was. It was seven days where these people would go um, and set up tents and um, leave their homes and it was in memory, really, of, of how their ancestors had lived for so many years out in the wilderness, and and uh, had to be in tents for all those years um, before they came. And God gave them that the great land, right? But the, um, you know, that had to be a blast. Okay, can you imagine mm-hmm. kids being pretty excited about getting out, going camping for a week? Um, you know, but this was God's direction. And so sometimes it's those simple things uh, that we can enjoy. And, um, and I think, I think also of, of the marriage of the lamb, you know, this Bible speaks of the, of that. I'm going to look in revelation 19. It says, let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has been her- made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, pure and bright for the linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. So, you know, I just think that that's when we get to heaven, I think we have no idea how awesome it's going to be, of course. And it's just going to be an endless uh, joy and rejoicing uh, in his presence and to see, you know, the saints, our loved ones. You know, that's going to be amazing. But I also was thinking how and you know, we recently had a 90th birthday party for my mama and uh wow it was such a great day she said it was the best party she'd ever had in her life mm-hmm. so that's pretty good after 90 years yeah uh, but it was wonderful you know just had a lot of people there and and good friends and and um, honoring her uh we we have those special times uh weddings you know is it this like this marriage of the lamb it's, it's weddings can be like that they can be very special times and bring people together, get all dressed up nice and so forth. You know, there's just something about that, that, that seems to be good for the soul, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, both of those things really are are celebrations of life. And I'm I'm thinking of the biblical example here where merriment comes when Jesus brings life. And that's kind of what we're celebrating. If we're celebrating grandmama's 90th birthday party, we're celebrating a lot of life. And not only that she's lived a long time, but that those years have been blessed by the Lord, and and there's been so much liveliness in those years, and then in a wedding, you're celebrating life, and hopefully the creation of of new life, and new relationships, and I think maybe an underlying principle there is that it's good for our souls to stop and take time to acknowledge and delight in the life that God brings, and it can be in big ways, like a wedding, or a big feast of tents, or Feast of booze, it can be, but it can be in small things. It can be in five minutes that you get to step outside and, and look at how God intricately created some tiny flower and just how glorious it is. And it can be a a few moments of, of laughter with friends. It can be in, in small things too, but I think it's, it's in a manner stopping and just delighting in the life that God brings.
1: Yeah, I think fellowship has a lot to do with this, you know, play and, and, and merriment. Uh, it means we're together and we're fellowshipping one another. I can think of uh, Brother Clayton Bell used to, you know, catch a whole bunch of fish and, and we'd fry them up. We'd all go out there and eat fish and uh, maybe have a singing out there and, you know, things like that, just memories. We used to we used to do a lot more of that. I think there's been a lot, you know, kids get so involved sometimes in activities Already have time for anything like that anymore, you know? Um, and so I, I feel like there's a lot maybe that's been lost at, at, at times and we need to work to restore those, those treasures uh, that, that we, that we have opportunity.
0: They really are treasures. And I think they get, they get taken by, yeah, the busyness and the, the media, which is kind of a, a counterfeit. We can get some good for some media for sure. Um, or it can be rather, rather numbing at, after a while and that's kind of the opposite the opposite of merriment um, and so what are what are some ways then that you think we could pursue the type of merriment that's going to be good for us like a medicine inside and out
1: well you know zoom has been awesome during this pandemic, it really has, but it's not the real thing, <laughs> okay? We we have to be together, uh, and hopefully those days are, are soon that these, a lot of these restrictions will be completely gone. But yeah, it takes some planning. It takes uh, some foresight. You know, kids are so busy on their video games and things like that, you know, they hardly get outside anymore, a lot of them. Uh, it's just a different, almost a different world we live in, but it's going to take some leadership. It's going to take some, some planning and um, purpose to do these things to where we, you know, we can, we can get back to just, you know, can you imagine in the old days when you'd be walking somewhere and, you know, you had to walk like five miles or something, right? Well, you know, you'd just be walking and maybe with a friend and talking and, you know, it, it was kind of good. We don't, nowadays, I guess we get in the car and we can talk and go, you know, that that's somewhat, but it just seems different, right? When you're just out walking with yeah. somebody so much more leisurely. And, and so as times change, I think we just have to be careful to hold on to the good things and be able to plan activities. You know, what's, what's more fun than a potluck at church or, you know, things like that. And, and uh, so those kinds of things, maybe having people over to our homes more often uh, even in smaller groups uh, is really important. I think, um, you know, an elder or a bishop is supposed to be given to hospitality Uh, because that's so important it's such an important thing to be together to be able to talk and visit and bond to one another in these times and of course you know if you got kids around they're going to be finding some kind of games to play and uh we you know jumping in the creek i mean is there anything more fun than a swing over a creek (laughs) or a river that kids
0: i don't think
1: (laughs) swing out into and splash away i mean you know just things like that um are, are really special and, and yeah even that, of course
0: you never think of it in the moment but even those things are just I think just delighting in the amazing life God gives I mean of course no kid on a swing is going to think that in those terms but it, it really is just kind uh, of a, a let all the life out that I can because this is awesome you know <laughs> And I think when we when we get older, maybe something at least in the back of our heads, when we talk about play like this and having a good time and letting all our cares go for a while, it seems um, almost frivolous or I shouldn't do that. I have things to do or I need to be serious or I need to solve the world's problems. But it's just not, I think, the way God designed us to be. He designed us to cast all our burdens on him, cast cast all our cares on him, trust that he cares for us and go and delight in the grace that's all around us. Yes. It's so good to anticipate those things, more of those kind of things in the future to remember them and then look forward to more of that grace coming to us in the future. Um, Well, as we wrap up here, are there any other further last thoughts you had about this?
1: Well, you know, I was thinking in 1 John where he talks about you know, his hands had handled the word of life and he was giving us these these truths that we would have them. And the reason for that was so that our joy, he says, would be full. And And I think we can't live without this, okay? He knows how important it is. The reason he's telling us about this great Jesus is so that our joy will be full, we'll know and have assurance. And, and I think that it's not, it's just not an option, okay? We have to have merriment and joy, Uh, that sustains us the joy of the Lord is your strength
0: yes it is well I'd like to close in with one more passage one more Cairo if we remember the word for for rejoicing that means to be well it means to thrive it can be literally translated to to thrive to be full of life and I wanted to read from almost lost my place okay Whenever the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, he used this word. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. The first thing he says to her is, Be well, be well. And the reason for that is because you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. And we know from Ephesians 1 that that we who follow the Lord are are highly favored of him as well. And so that is reason for us to rejoice, for us to take heart and be full of life, because we've been highly favored of the Lord so much so that he, he offered his own blood for each and every one of us. And so I hope that well, I hope also that you guys might look up more of the instances of Cairo in the New Testament. It's a wonderful study. Uh, And I hope we'll keep this idea of merriment uh, close and included in our planning, included in our day-to-day life, because it is, I think, so important for the life of our souls that need to remember just how good the Lord is. So this is one of the graces available to us in the river of life. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and whoever is thirsty, let him come and take of the water of life freely you.